grace. I would like us to open our Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. That was our um, Bible reading earlier on. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. And it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Growing in grace. Before we proceed, I'd like us to look at the root word in this topic, that is grace. What is grace? According to um, Strong's Greek commentary, grace is a state of kindness and favor towards someone. It's a state of kindness and favor towards someone. You would see it was exemplified in the drama, um, the drama skits you just watched, how grace, how favor was offered to this man in spite of his wrong. And so God's grace can therefore be defined as his unmerited, I want you to take note of that word, unmerited love and favor lavished upon us through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. I'll take that again. God's grace can be defined as his unmerited love and favor lavished upon us through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, um, verse 8 to 9 says, For by grace are ye saved um, through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That means you can't be saved through your efforts. That means you can't be saved um, through keeping some set of rules and regulations. You are saved because of God's unmerited love and favor. And of course, God's grace can be seen as a strength at work in us. You know, there are some things we cannot ordinarily do on our own. We cannot accomplish on our own. But God's grace is his power that he willingly gives to us to help us accomplish those things we can never do. We'll go on briefly to the benefits of grace. Why grace? What are the importance of grace? The very first one which we saw in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, is the salvation we have in Christ Jesus. How many of us are saved today? Wave your hands to Jesus. Identify. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not ashamed. Why? Because um, you have received God's benevolent mercy. Okay? Sin was imputed into our nature because um, the first man, Adam, he fell. And so we, 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 we didn't have access to God. We were cut off completely from God. But because of Jesus Christ, we have been redeemed into abundant life. Why? Because he offered to us the gift of grace. Apart from salvation that we've received in Christ, we also have exclusive access, VIP access to the riches of Christ Jesus. Of course, that includes eternal life, which can be found in John 3, 16. Um, joy, peace, healing. You know, the list is inexhaustive because our God is inexhaustible. Amen. Um, but do you know what? God's grace doesn't just end at the level of salvation or access to God's um, eternal riches. God's grace is also essential to us 
in becoming like Christ. Can someone say becoming like Christ? Becoming like Christ Jesus. You were not saved just to sit down and, well, I'm saved. La, la, la. That's okay. No. We have been saved so that we can grow to become like Christ. Philippians 2 verse 13 says, For it is God which worketh in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That is, it's the grace of God, you know, in us that empowers us, that enables us to do the will of God. And so it is God himself that supplies this strength, this power to help us to become like Jesus. And of course, becoming like Jesus involves sanctification, where God makes us holy. It's a process, a continuous one. It doesn't end. And how does he do this? He does this by pruning us, by cutting away those things that don't belong in our lives. Anger, malice, you know, and, and what have you. He cuts off these things from our lives so that the fruit of the Spirit of God we have received inside of us will be produced and what? And will be evident in our lives to the world. We have been saved to shine as lights. Amen. Apart from this, um, God also helps us through the agency of his Holy Spirit to deaden um, the deeds of the flesh in us. That is also the process of sanctification. The Holy Spirit is, is an agency in this. And that can be found in Romans chapter 8, verse 13. So apart from um, salvation in Christ Jesus, exclusive access to his riches, becoming like Christ Jesus, God's grace also equips us to be his effective ministers. To be his effective ministers. To be his ambassadors here on earth. To be his vessels, pure vessels unto honor. To our only furnished unto every good work. As can be found in um, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 17. So essentially, um, becoming like Christ and being his effective ministers. Is God helping us? Mind you, it's not us doing the work. It is God helping us to grow in his grace daily. Amen. And so then you would ask me, what is growing in grace? It is an active process of knowing and understanding God. Because you would agree with me that um, God is infinite. We cannot know the beginning and the end of God, especially on this side of eternity, until we see him face to face. However, out of his mercy... He has, you know, he reveals himself to us day by day as we expose ourselves to grow in his grace. So the term growing is um, a present continuous tense. That means it has no end to itself. And over a period of time, it results um, in a change of state, either positive or negative. But of course, in this um, context, we are looking at positive changes. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, Scripture tells us that, but we all with uncovered face, beholding, take note of that word, beholding, that means it's a continuous process, beholding as in a glass the glory of God, are changed, hallelujah, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That means it's a continuous process. We keep checking, we keep checking, we keep looking at Jesus. We keep checking Jesus as, we keep holding him as a standard. Okay, um, against which we check our lives. Are we right? Are we doing right? And gradually, gradually, we become like him. Amen. So I would like to also say here that growing in grace is not a function of age. Okay, it's not a function of how long I've been in the faith. Hallelujah. No, 
But it is a function of how yielded you are, how available you are to God. So if you start with God today and you start growing in grace, it is possible that you will grow exponentially than someone that has been in the faith before. Of course, it's not a race. We are not running against each other. Christ is our standard. However, if you want to grow in grace, you have to be yielded to God. So I would like to ask, how available have we been? Have we been too busy? Have we been too busy? I need you to answer that question in your heart. Of course, you would, um, parents in the house here will be disturbed when over a period of time you, um, um, your child is not growing. You've provided the child with necessary um, nutrients, requirements, but the child is not growing. You'll be grieved. That's the same way God is grieved with us. Whenever we refuse to grow, whenever we remain as babes in Christ Jesus. So how do we grow in grace? How do we grow in grace? How do we grow in God's strength for the race that we are currently in? Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 talks about studying to show ourselves approved. Study what? Consistent study of God's word. Consistent study of God's word. It's not a, 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 a facade. It's not today I, pick, I study tomorrow Well, I think about it. No, continuous studying because um, it's like sharpening your blade. It's like sharpening your cutlass. Okay? Why? Because you need to, you need to do um, serious work. So it, it needs to be sharpened over and over and over again. So we need to keep studying the word of God. We grow in our knowledge of God whenever we study the scriptures. Okay? And of course, when we meditate on the word of God, because that's when the word of God gets to seep into our hearts. That can be found in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. We are also empowered to live as victorious Christians whenever we study the word of God. Um, that's why David said in Psalm 119 verse 1, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So what are you storing up in your heart? What are you storing up in your heart? So growing in grace, through studying God's word, actually requires discipline and dedication. Because you would agree with me that a whole lot competes for our attention these days. Uh, can anybody testify if maybe the very first thing you, you reach out to is your phone? You know, whenever you wake up in the morning and then you begin to check people's uh, WhatsApp status, what's the latest um, gist on Twitter and the likes. No, we need to reprioritize. What you don't give attention to, you don't benefit from. If we sow to the flesh, we reap destruction. But if we sow to the spirit, we reap eternal life. That is found in Galatians 6 verse 8. Another way by which we can grow in grace is through prayer. Prayer. And prayer is a time of intimacy that we enjoy with our Father in heaven. It's a time where we hear from him, where we speak to him, where we commune with him. And in that process, we train our spirits to hear from him. And of course, it's also a time for us to enforce the word of God that we've been studying. We're able to enforce it into our lives and situations. We have a classical example in Jesus in Mark chapter 1 verse 35. It was said that in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he would go out. He would look for a solitary place and do what? Pray. Pray. May, uh, may the devil not rob us of our blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Another way is by fasting. Yes, of course, fasting does not go without prayer. If you are fasting and you don't pray, you're probably on a hunger strike. So, it is essential to bring our flesh to subjection so that our spirits can be aligned to God. And uh, 
Paul makes it clear to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, that we must bring our bodies under subjection because, you know, the body wars against the spirit. And one of the ways to do that is through fasting. Another way is through fellowshipping with other brethren, just like we have here. Why? Because um, God's um, growth in grace actually does not take place in isolation. We need to allow our countenances to be sharpened by the countenances of other true believers. And so when we gather like this on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, on Sundays like this, and on special meetings, we are preparing ourselves. We are sharpening one another. We are encouraging and supporting one another. And that can be found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, where we are encouraged not to forsake the assembling of the believers. And of course, the most important, the most essential personality in our continual growth in grace is no other person than the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is the one who helps us, actually. We can't will these things. We can't, oh, you, you notice that sometimes you, you want, okay, you've decided you're going, you want to, um, okay, have your quiet time at so-so-so time. And before you know it, some other things catch your attention. But then the Holy Spirit subtly reminds you, my dear, you've not fellowshiped with me this morning. It's been a while. We've not talked. What's going on? So the Holy Spirit in us helps us to grow in grace. And he does this by teaching us, because that can be found in John 14, verse 25 to 26, as well as counseling us. Okay? Then he also confirms to us our sonship in Christ Jesus. He witnesses to us that we are children of God. Then, of course, he encourages us. Amen. Um, I'd like to submit to us today that if we refuse to grow in grace, if we refuse to grow up into maturity in Christ Jesus, we are actually shortchanging ourselves. God wants us to come up higher. He has things he wants to reveal to us. He has nations he wants to commit into our hands. He has kingdom secrets he wants to commit to our hands. But if we are found busy, you know, doing some other things and not taking conscious effort to grow in him, then we'll be shortchanging ourselves. We would also fall prey to the devil easily. Any suggestion that comes to us from the devil, fine. Apart from that, we'll keep struggling continuously with sin, with addictions, fleshly desires. Also, we'll keep falling and rising, you know, no consistency in our work with God. And again, our lives will be very inconsistent with the gospel we are preaching. You know, people know you in your place of work as Christians. But when they see the way we are living, they become confused. The world is watching us, if you don't know. The world is watching us. We are living Bibles. May God help us in Jesus' name. But I'd like to let you know that with the help of God, with the grace of God available to us here, we can have a change of heart today. Okay? We can begin to place high value, high premium on growing in God's grace. And I'll let you know that it is an eternal investment that you will never, ever regret in Jesus' name. Can we bow down our heads? And um, I would like us to talk to God. I want you to talk to him in the inner recess of your heart. God, I'm not satisfied with my current state I'm not satisfied, Lord. I know there are deeper things in you. I know there is, there is so much more in you 
than asking you for bread, asking you for food, asking you to protect me. There is so much more in you, Lord Jesus. Father, help me to grow in grace. Help me to grow in grace. Help me to grow in grace. Grant me access to your riches. Not only, not only access, Lord, I pray for grace to become like Christ Jesus, even as I seek you. And Lord, I also pray that you will make me an effective minister for you in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you are here this morning, um, maybe you've not even received the grace that gives salvation. You can talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I want you in my life. I've been out in the cold for too long. Jesus, help me. If that is your prayer this morning, please talk to the Lord with all your heart. Tell it to God. God, I want to experience that grace that saves, that grace that sanctifies, that grace that equips for service in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, our Father and the Lord will pray for you um, during the main um, sermon. Praise the Lord.